I know some people think they can go to God through Buddha or through Mohammed, those terrorists who brought down the World Trade Center expected to be in paradise as soon as they died. But the only way anyone goes to God who created the heavens and the earth, the only way you can go to God is by the word, Jesus Christ. There is no other way. We have in John chapter 14, Jesus speaking to Thomas. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now who is Jesus? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And all things were created by Him and without Him nothing was created. Everything was created by Him, by the Word. John chapter 1. The Word was there from the beginning with God. Then at one point in time, God sent the Word to come to the earth in the form of a man named Jesus. He took on the form of a human being to save us. Why did he take on the form of a human being? We read in Hebrews that it says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. He had to die for us to pay for our sins. He shed his blood for us. One time God revealed to me this concept. You have not shed any of your blood to pay for your sins. Jesus shed his blood to pay for your sins. What we have to understand is Jesus was here on this earth for a short period of time in the form of a man, but he was really the Word. From the beginning of time, it's been the Word. And now it's the Word. 
Jesus died for our sins. He was raised into heaven by God. He sits at the throne of God now as the Word. He was the Word in the beginning. He's the Word now. So why is this important to me? Because He lives inside every believer in the form of the Holy Spirit and the Word comes to our mind to show us what to do in the way that we go on this present earth. But no one goes to God aside from the Word. As long as we are on this earth, we follow the Word. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God said, Let there be light. What created the light? The Word. God spoke the word, let there be light, and there was light. That's why in John it said, there's nothing created except that which was created by the word. The word in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. So it all ties together. When God created Adam and Eve and put them in the Garden of Eden, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Eve added to the word of God. God said to Adam, Ye shall not eat of it. But he didn't say to Adam, Ye shall not touch it. Eve added to the word. Anytime you add to the word of God, you weaken the word of God in your own mind. As you know, you've added that one part. So the devil can very easily pull you off the other part by saying, did God really say that? Because you know he didn't say part of it. Therefore, you can't add anything to the word of God. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. Humans want to be as God. This is one reason the faith message has so much appeal to people is it teaches them to take a scripture and stand on that scripture and the scripture will come to pass by faith. There's a certain grain of truth in it, 
and a certain error in it. But the desire to be as God is very strong inside each of us. We learn through the years that we don't want to be as God. We want God to lead us. We don't want to figure out our own salvation in the sense of being God's. Rather, we want to depend on God, for we know that is safe, and that's the only thing that's safe. As long as I'm trying to find a scripture to stand on to get what I want, not only is there a fallacy in it, but it's just not safe and it really won't work unless it's the will of God anyway. Everything comes down to the will of God. Is this the will of God for me? If you are praying according to the will of God, your prayer will be answered. It's all according to the will of God. It is not a matter that I decide what I want to get and I find a scripture to justify what I want to get and every day I pray that scripture or claim that scripture. No, that will not work. If it fails, you know what you're told? You have weak faith. When your faith gets stronger, it will work. And they use scripture to prove that concept. But it will not work unless it's the will of God for you. I wanted to marry. Our prayer group prayed for me to marry. We agreed in prayer. We agreed in the word. I claimed the word. I found a scripture in Isaiah which says, None shall want her mate. I prayed it every morning diligently. I took that word and I would say to God, Now it says in Isaiah, None shall want her mate. But I don't have a mate. I claimed it every day. But there was one flaw in the problem. It wasn't the will of God for me. He had another assignment for me on this earth. And he made it very clear to me along the way. But it took a long time. I kept claiming that scripture for several years. It wasn't weak faith. I have very strong faith when I hear a word from God. The problem is I heard and had not heard from God that I would be marrying. Most people do marry. And I wanted to marry but it wasn't the will of God for me. So it was not answered. We don't want to be as God, getting things that we shouldn't have, getting things that will interfere with the call of God that's on our life. We don't want to do that. I don't want anything except what's given to me by God. Abraham once, uh, the king of Sodom, told him, take the goods and give me the young uh, man, but you take the goods. And Abraham said, no, I've sworn to God that I will not even take a shoe latchet from you, lest you would say, I've made Abraham rich. He wanted his wealth to come from God and God only. That's the way I feel about it. I don't want to get my wealth from the lottery. I don't want to get my wealth from other humans. What I have, I want it to come from God. 
Let's look at that scripture for a second, which says that if we pray anything according to his will, he heareth us. It's in 1 John chapter 5. Start at verse 14. This is the confidence that we have in God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And we know that if he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14-15. If we ask anything according to the will of God, he hears us. But a good father is not going to give his children something that could hurt them. The child can beg for more candy, more candy, more candy, but a good parent won't give it to the child, knowing it would not be good for him. How much better is God than even the best of the earthly parents? God will not give us something that is against his will. A man came from uh, East Texas to visit me once in Lubbock, Texas. He was applying for a job at Texas Tech. And he asked me to pray that he get the job. And I said, no, I won't pray that. Because I don't know if it's God's will for you to get that job at Texas Tech. I would have to know it is the will of God for you before I could pray for you to get that job. If we pray according to the will of God, it will be answered. And that has got to be considered with each one of our prayers. Is it the will of God for me? If you have assurance it is the will of God for you, then you can pray. You won't need me to pray. You pray. It doesn't take 15 people to get it answered. And it won't be answered with 15 people agreeing with you if it is not the will of God. It has to be the will of God. So first, we have to have assurance in our heart that that is what God has planned for us. And then we pray. Here is an example of something that I prayed, and I knew it was the will of God, but it wasn't answered for a year and a half. And I prayed it many times during that year and a half. And finally, it was answered. In December 2018, I fell at the house in Texas where I lived. I had to be taken to the hospital for surgery. As they rolled me past the front door to the ambulance, I heard a word from God. By his spirit, you'll never see this house again. That didn't disturb me. I didn't know if I would live or die. 
in the hospital. I didn't pray to live. I didn't know what God was going to do. I did not know whether I would live or die. I was 80 at, the, at that time. But I knew whatever he decided would be the best thing for me. And I knew I would never see the house I had in Texas. So even from the hospital, I put it up for sale. It did not sell. A year and a half passed, and we were having to pay for the lawn and for the utilities on a house where nobody was living in it. It cost us at least $500 a month for the expenses on the house. We changed realtors three times, four times maybe, during that one year and a half. And finally, it sold. But all along, I was praying this. I know it is your will for that house in Texas to sell because you have told me I will never see the house again. So I know it's your will for me, for that house to sell. Please help bring the right buyer to get that house. In a year and a half, it sold. But it didn't sell immediately. Sometimes you have to keep praying about the thing. And when you know it's the will of God, you can really cling to that evidence of it being the will of God. And you can pray to God the word that he's told you, just like I did. I know it's your will for that house to sell because you told me you'll never see that house again. So why would I need a vacant house in Texas that I'm never going to see again? It has to be your will. So please cause the buyers to come to that house. And eventually they did, but they didn't immediately. There is a scripture where it talks about the woman that had to keep praying. We'll look that up. It's in Luke chapter 18. And Jesus spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and to faint not, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? though he bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? See, some will give up because they'll let their faith go. They'll say, oh, it's not working. I'm praying, but it's not working. 
But if they're praying according to the will of God, it will work. So if you have the assurance that what you're praying is according to the will of God, you know it will work. Keep praying. It's not a lack of faith to keep praying. Keep praying. And remind God of the basis on which you're putting your faith, that it is his will. And just hold on. But Jesus says, God will avenge her. But will he find faith on the earth when he comes? Because so many people will give up. If you know it is the will of God, it will be done for you. Let's close by just looking at what Jesus told his disciples to pray. Matthew 6, verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy word. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Lead us not into temptation. Our flesh will lead us into temptation if we allow it to happen. In the midst of temptation, we can cry out to God, please help me, please deliver me. Please don't let me say that. Please don't let me do this. I've done that many times, and every time I have done that prayer, every time I've called out to God for help, in the midst of a temptation, I've been delivered. And often when I have been removed from the situation, it'll come to me, See, you didn't say that or do that. God answered your prayer because it was his will. So we come to God by the word. That word that is given to us by God brings us to God. As we do that word and believe that word and hold on to it, as long as it's needed. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.